वी आर डूइंग श्रीमद भगवतम कैंटो लेवन पार्ट टू चैप्टर ट्वेंटी सिक्स डन वर्स वन एंड टू दिस इज कॉल्ड द आईला गीता वट वी हैड डन वॉज वी हैड अंडरस्टूड द काइंड ऑफ पर्सन हु कैन रीच दिस स्टेट ऑफ डिवोशन दैट इज डिवोशनल सर्विस टू द लॉर्ड दिस पर्सन इज फ्रीड फ्रॉम ऑल काइंड ऑफ कंटेमिनेशन दैट इज मटीरियल वर्ल्ड कंटेमिनेशन ही डजेंट आइडेंटिफाई हिमसेल्फ विद द material world at all he can see god in everything so the three d's are very much in favor for him that is dispassion detachment and discrimination he gives a false identification with the material world that means everything in this material world is unreal this is what he comes to know and when he does that he is able to understand that the only one thing that is real in life is sri krishna or the supreme divine consciousness and this is what we had done as of yesterday we are doing shrimad bhagavatam canto 11 part 2 chapter 26 it's called the aila gita so the verse 3 one should never associate with materialist those dedicated to gratifying their genitals and bellies by following them one falls into the deepest pit of darkness just like a blind man who follows another blind man and this is a very harsh verse from the materialist point of view that means those who are material minded people will definitely consider this verse as the worst verse of all because to not associate in the world with people those who gratify themselves with their bellies and sex organs everybody is driven by lust and this chapter called the aila gita is more dedicated to this lust and how does a person fall down so in this verse krishna is telling that you should never associate with materialist those who are dedicated to gratifying their genitals and bellies by following them one falls into the deepest pit of darkness just like a blind man who follows another blind man now you may say that but we are we not supposed to be live, living in this world where we are supposed to be driven by our you know food eating habits and naturally we want a little bit of comfort from the opposite sex or maybe the sex same sex i don't know but whatever it might be the idea is should we not do this whatever is the material worldly requirement in the right moral sense is of course acceptable to a certain level but not to the extent which you have to you know consider it as the ultimate qualifying factor i'll give you one example over here i was seeing an interview of a very great actress called susan sarandon now she has acted in a lot of movies now in one of the movies where she was acting she was paid very less and this great actor whom she was acting with paul newman he said to her let's see they are paying you less so what i will do is i'll give you 
a part of my salary to you so that you will get whatever is needed. Now, imagine this was way back in 80s or 90s. And that was a very, very good gesture from Newman. Now, Susan Sarandon was giving this interview where she said that even if today the women are paid on par with all the men in the world, still the casting couch will not go away. The casting couch is the bane of the film and the television industry. It's a part and parcel of life over there. And everybody is supposed to go through that. Now, when I make this general statement, everybody is going through it. You can say that majority. Why is this majority there? Because that is the foundation on which it is built. Sex and greed, isn't it? Lust and greed. These are the only two foundations on which the film industry and all other industries are built. So, who says that there is going to be no such casting couch over there? When Susan Sarandon herself says, forget about her, every person will say, but not openly. Nobody is going to say it openly because the moment they say it openly, it means that they have gone through it. You see, acceptance of something means you have to go through it. The moment some, some person says, uh, yeah, you know, smoking pot is not good, you know. I don't think it is good for health or something like that. That means, have you gone through it? No, I never did anything like that. But you know, when I was in school and college, I must have tried it out. These are the, these are the very, very common way of saying things. You, know? you can say, people do not want to accept what they do. A policeman, a politician or, uh, you know, the people who are in the different kinds of industries, they will say, no, I am not corrupt. I don't take any bribes. I don't do this. I don't do that. Everybody is going to say these words. The corporate ladder is also like that. To go higher and higher up is a very dangerous thing because naturally you have to be having very less morals. And if you think I am talking nonsense, then I think you are just trying to avoid the truth. The truth is simply this, your rise in your career in whichever industry is driven by these two things. First is lust, second one is greed. And Krishna, if this book has been written maybe thousands of years ago, somebody has written it, isn't it? He is talking out of experience. And here a great sage is also telling you the same thing. He is telling you 5000 years ago or 10,000 years ago also the same thing happened. Why are you saying today it is not happening? I mean, you have become very morally perfect, is it today? I mean, do you think the world has become morally perfect today? It is beyond Krishna? No. Then these words are valid and we need to accept them. That lust and greed are the two things that drives the world. And if you are sitting in my class and if you are a part of the spiritual domain that you are in, 
This is the first thing that you need to avoid. The sexual gratification, which is going to lead you towards your ruin or, you know, your food habits, the, the way in which I want more, I want to eat, I want this, I want that, you know, all the different kinds of stuff that is there existing in the world. But how do you avoid these things? Suppose you are a married person, you are a husband or a wife, you cannot say, from today onwards, my Guruji has said, you know, no lust and greed. Okay, so you please stay away from me. You can't say that. So there is a problem there. So how do you solve it? By the way, there are no restrictions per se. <laughs> it is only saying that do not fall for lust. You know, falling for lust, have you seen the bullfrog? If you, if you have not seen the bullfrog, go and watch National Geographic channel and say bullfrog during mating season. You should see how big, you know, his, his, uh, uh, those means become when, and he keeps on making those, you know, the way if you go near a pond, you can hear them during the rainy season. They are going mad. <laughs> In the same way you will find, the whole world is driven by this very, very important thing, which is called sexuality, sex. And this is what Krishna is saying, that a person should avoid another person who is dedicated in gratifying his genitals or be bellies. You have to avoid. Let us say you are staying in a, uh, in, a, in, a in a group where... There is one person who is used to eating. You know, every day that person will tell you, let us go to this place, let us go to that place. And I'm sure you have met this kind of a person in your life. Either in college or in your office or whichever place. They will already have decided which place they want to go and eat and what kind of food they want to eat. Yes. Let us go to that place. What that place? Oh, Italian place. I want to eat this today. Or let us go to the biryani place. Or let us go to, today I want to have a Thai dish. Okay, what kind, whatever kind of dish. This person has already decided because his belly is driving it. And if you don't believe in me, go to all the YouTube, YouTube channels. 50% of the YouTube channels are based on food only, isn't it? You go to the channel and you see how many kinds of people are there who are there driven by food. Actually, uh, I just got two, three days ago, somebody sent me a small video, one, one or two minute video. And it was of a very famous artist called Nigella Lawson. Okay, she is very famous in UK and I think worldwide also. And what was that about? It was how she cleans her toilet. I mean, can you imagine? This video was sent to me and I asked that person, why are you sending me this video? Because you like Nigella. Is that so? Yeah. And uh, what is it about? The food. But you are sending me a one where she is cleaning her toilet. How funny can that be? So, the idea is, there are these people who can actually drive you towards your food, you know, towards <laughs> towards the food. The kind of beautiful dishes that they make, the presentation, these, that. Yeah, of course, there are lots of people who eat a lot of wrong stuff also, they show. 
if you have all those channels you can definitely see there are there is a person who will go to the corners of this earth and he will eat whatever that is served oh my god that's i don't remember his name but that is what he is <laughs> so driven by food number 1 have you seen people who instagram their food instagramming food yes i am eating that sir in india we say something you know if somebody looks into your plate and eats and he says oh you are eating something nice remember you are going to have a, a stomach ache isn't that how we say mere pet mein dukhega means your stomach is going to have an ache because somebody else is looking into your plate <laughs> isn't, isn't that what we say but remember this this idea that you have to be bothered so much about food is not good in spiritual world we don't spend so much of energy on food the amount of energy that a person spends in trying to buy eat and think about oh this is these many calories we were walking down the street yesterday and we were discussing about the calories intake of a person hmm so on the bottle also i was told by chitti i said that on the on a bottle of soft drink is written 120 kilo calories or something like that 110 kilo calories i said uh, you know in a day a man is supposed to have around 1200 kilo calories so he says no no not 1200 more than that 1500 or 2000 i said unless and until you are going to a workout a very heavy workout in the gym then you require 2000 kilo calories otherwise you don't require you have to understand if you are going for having you are having a sedentary lifestyle or maybe just going for a walk here and there then 1200 to 1500 kilo calories is more than enough and if you are if you are drinking say about an entire liter of soft drink you have got 50% of your daily calorie intake over there man is bothered about calories also right he is so much bothered about calories so he look at the charts okay this is it. so well whenever my bread is getting toasted and butter has to be applied chitti will always say guru less less butter less butter okay so i have to tell him say krishna i used to eat a lot of butter you know <laughs> so can I, can i eat sattvic food like this so funny part is you are driven by food number 1 number 2 by lust what what is this lust all about i mean again yesterday i was in a in a departmental store hmm? and in that departmental store there was a kind of a fridge kind of a there was a big cabinet and it was closed i thought that there must be some food or something inside that you know maybe some cheese packets or something and there was some beautiful stuff lined up over there so i no i can't see with my glasses too far so <laughs> i had to go near it to see and by the way it it had all the important condoms over there <laughs> and to it was locked i just kept on looking what kind of things is there big nice packets and all that all beautifully colored what in a food store you have a big cupboard full of that it is very strange thing to see but of course you are driven by food and that also isn't it so they are keeping it over there after food what do you think of you know we have this very great theory of maslow's 
you know, hierarchy of needs. I'm sure you know that Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a very famous theory. So the first one is your basic instincts. Hmm. Basic instincts, don't think and think about that heroine who was crossing her legs. Please, don't. Alright, basic instincts means all your food and this and that. And then, next requirement is all sexual in nature. So naturally, those condoms were there. Agree to it. And this is exactly what he is saying. Get away from that nonsense. See, nonsense from that point of view where you are so much prepared for it. Well in advance. Well in advance means even when you are going to office, you are carrying them with you in your, in your bag. Ready for the shoe wherever I go. You understand what I am saying? All these people, when I discussed about the casting couch, you think they are not ready? If you open their drawers, you will find all of them, all different, different kinds. Okay. So, <laughs> this is the funny part and this chapter is all about that. So, if you follow this kind of a person, now I am not saying you are that kind of a person. Just remember, okay, there is a disclaimer, you are not that kind of a person. Okay. So, please don't follow those kind of people around, right? So, if you follow those kind of people, then you will get into big trouble because all your spiritual thing will vanish away. Right? So, don't get into it. The following song, now we are going to start this Ayla Gita's verse. The following song was sung by the famous emperor Pururava. When deprived of his wife Urvashi, he was at first bewildered but by controlling his lamentations, he began to feel detachment. So, this is a story about a king called Pururava. He was very famous. This is Ayla Gita starting. He was married to a very beautiful woman called Urvashi. By the way, do you know Urvashi? Urvashi is the eternal damsel who is the most, uh, you know, wanted one in the heavens. Correct? Okay. All the gods run after Urvashi. Yeah, you remember that song, Urvashi, Urvashi, take it easy, Urvashi, something like that, you know. <laughs> so, he was very much bewildered. Why? Because he was deprived of his wife. Now we start the story. So let us see how he was deprived and what was he lamenting about? Oh, she is not there. You see, understand all that? Huh? Why you are not getting her? That way. When she was leaving him, even though he was naked, he ran after her just like a madman and called out in great distress, Oh my wife, oh terrible lady, please stop. <laughs> you see, one day she said no to him. And when that lady said no to him, what happened? He had already removed his clothes. Okay. And when she started going away, he started following her. Naked. Not aware that there is a world outside who might be worried about it. Yeah, everybody nowadays <laughs> shows all kinds of stuff on, on all the channels. So, imagine during that time, there was no Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. But imagine, some the great king is running after a woman completely naked. Imagine that. This scene could be a very, very hilarious scene. Isn't it? Huh? Yeah, you have to put it as, you know, sensor board, sensor board, cross certification and all that. <laughs> so, this king was running after her and he was calling out to her, Oh, my wife, please stop. Oh, terrible lady. Why is he calling her terrible? Because she is not satisfying his sexual needs. That is the reason why he calls her terrible. 
Although for many years Pururava had enjoyed sex pleasures in the evening hours, still he was not satisfied by such insignificant enjoyment. His mind was so attracted to Urvashi that he did not notice how the night was coming and going. Now you may say, this doesn't happen in our normal life. Well, you don't know people around you. They are driven by that entire process called sex. You think that I am talking nonsense? Look at the people around you. Can you imagine you are sitting in an office, okay, and there are some 30-40 people around you, and the boss, boss's cabin is in one corner, and some sales executive from some five-star hotel comes to visit the boss. She is trying to sell her hotel. You know the sales executives of all the hotels and all that. And have you all noticed how they are dressed and the way they are? Of course, the hotel industry wants to always have the best looking girls in their world, in the world. Or the airline industry. Have you seen even the purser, flight purser? He is a handsome dude. I tell you, he looks so hot. Right? So when they, at least in the, in in India they will say Namaste. Or when you say Namaste, you are actually not looking at that Namaste. You are looking at that person and saying, "Hey, nice air hostess." That is what everybody is looking at. Okay. And by the way, if you are sitting in the aisle, you know your eyes are going up and down like this, right? Now who can avoid that? It's a very common phenomena. The man is driven by lust. Wherever he goes. So don't say that you don't know. Huh. Well, many people will say that, you know, I am not like this. You know, there are lots of people who love to avoid this kind of a conversation or say, you know, I am not like this. This is not the place to hear all this nonsense. Okay, so which is the place you want to hear all this nonsense? Huh? Sir, I am teaching you from this holy book only. This is the holy book, huh? And the holy book, this is written. So, I am teaching you from the holy book. Now, think about it. Okay. I also wonder sometimes, if somebody is teaching this whole thing to someone, you think his mind is also not going in that direction? You should ask yourself that. <laughs> okay. Come, coming back to this. So, every man and every woman is driven by this phenomena. It is natural. It is within every human being. But it was mentioned, I mean, yesterday there was one statistics which I read. One in every three girls, one in every three girls is, if the phone number is available of that girl, she will always hear all kind of wrong conversation. Somebody somewhere is going to call her and talk nonsense to her. This is a known fact worldwide. Okay. And this is a statistics. Now, you may take it with a pinch of salt. You may say, no, 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 Guru, it's one in every four, okay, or one in every five. And I am not in that. Okay, I accept it. Okay, you are the great one who is an exception to the rule. Krishna's rules are valid everywhere, by the way. So, don't say you don't know. Okay, so let us accept his rules, whatever he is written over here. We should say, okay, okay. So, what happens to this person? He runs after her. Okay, he is not satisfied. 
this is one thing which in spiritual we always say. In spirituality, it is said that the sexual need has to come to a halt once you have one or two children. There should be no absolutely very little contact after that. Even if you are married, we say that you, you have children, you are lost in your own world of you know day-to-day -day activity, you have a career in front of you, you have a life in front of you and after your career and your material worldly life, what else do you have? And if you are going to be only driven by lust, that's just a waste of your life. For that one second of pleasure, you spend the entire day thinking and preparing for it. Can you imagine that? And I am not saying it. Read the words over here. Although for many years, Pururava had enjoyed sex pleasures in the evening hours. If he is enjoying sex in the evening hours, you think he is not preparing from morning? Sir, that thought is going on from morning only. Alright? Still, he was not satisfied by such insignificant enjoyment. What is this insignificant? One second of pleasure, sir. Do you know, after a person reaches the climax, one second of pleasure, it is not even one second, it is microsecond. And for that stupid pleasure, he is spending his entire life thinking about it. His mind was so attracted to Urvashi that he did not notice how the nights were coming and going. A man doesn't notice. He is driven only by that. Do you know, in this world, there are lots of these guys. Now, I was from sales, so I am telling you something which is from my department. I worked for many years in sales and marketing. The sales and marketing guys are happy when they have to go on long journeys. And if they have to, now if they are staying in one country and they want to visit another country, you think what? Sir, we will have our conference in Bangkok. They ask them, why Bangkok? What is important in Bangkok? Very beautiful city, sir. Yes, very good. Very beautiful city. Las Vegas. All the, all the big companies in the world, whether it is IBMs or whatever, or the Intels and all that. You know, why do they prefer Las Vegas? They call it the Sin City, no? Is it Las Vegas called the Sin City? Exactly like Hong Kong or Macau. What is it? Sin City only. The person who is in marketing and sales and even the IT and any other industry, they want to go to the place where they know they can open their bags and whatever and use whatever they have there. Why? Because that is how they are driven. Many years ago, I mean, I think I have told this story, but I will tell you once again. I was working for a paint company. Hmm? And in that paint company, I was looking after a particular region. And at the end of the year, we were giving people, those who had achieved their targets, the dealers who achieved their targets, were sent on some very fancy locations. And for us in Mumbai, the fancy location was Bangalore. Okay, so we flew down to Bangalore. I took an entire team of some hundreds of these dealers. Now, these guys, they wanted to search for all kinds of wrong places in Bangalore and some of them were new to that place, so they didn't find. So, they came to me some one or two days before and they said, 
sir, there is no entertainment here in Bangalore. We want to have some entertainment. I said, what kind of entertainment? Some floor shows or something like that, you know? Floor shows. <laughs> no. I said, okay, let me see what I can do for you. So, I called the GM of the hotel. It was a Taj group of hotels and I told the GM, I said, you know what? These idiots want to have a floor show. I don't want them to go outside the hotel. Okay. So, we are going to arrange for a floor show. And then in the evening, I went and told everybody, see, there's a very nice show going on. We have put up on very, inside the hotel, we created an entire pandal, you know, that uh, stage and everything. And very nice food and all was kept over there and said, now it is going to start. All of you, please come. And everybody came. All these great guys. And what was the floor show according to them? Of course, it was Yakshagana. <laughs> Yakshagana is a religious story told in a theatrical format. And it was Ramayan for all you know. <laughs> and yes, of course, and they are waiting. They are waiting and they are waiting. And the Sita also came and went away. And still floor show is not happening. After that, they came to me and <laughs> they caught hold of me. You can imagine what must have happened. I said, sir, if I have to tell your wife, no, she is going to be very upset. So tell her I saw Ramayan when I went to Bangalore. <laughs> And a very beautiful art form of Ramayana. Art form of Ramayana. Because Yakshagana is a very, very beautiful art form of Ramayana where a person sings and tells the story of Sri Ram. Most of them were upset with me because I arranged for this show. <laughs> and Yakshagana is a very typical, you know, Karnataka art form. And they love, some of them really loved it. Some of them came to thank me and said, you know what? Everybody is driven by this kind of nonsensical thoughts when they go away. But you brought us back into this, you know, spiritual world and we are very happy for it. But most of the people were driven by their other needs. They wanted floor show and what kind of a show was it? I said, this is the floor and this is the show. <laughs> and it was a very interesting, uh, you know, time. So, here we have Pururava. He is only thinking about Urvashi day and night. And this is what makes a person, you know, we don't require perverts. We don't require actual perverts. A normal human being is also like this. Sexual perverts are there no, in this world. We think about them, they must be thinking like this. Don't think about them. You can talk about these people also. And do you think perverts don't exist in a place of worship? They do. They do exist. And what kind of perverts are there in this world? They are the worst kind. Especially when they use religion, they are the worst kind of perverts. I can tell you one day, we had gone to Dakshineshwar. Dakshineshwar is a very beautiful place where uh, Ramakrishna Paramahansa lived. 
his most of the part of his life and there is a kali temple there and there is a place which is called nabath where sharda ma used to stay now that is an enclosed place and it is like a tower a tower where on top people used to sit early in the morning playing musical instruments you know shehnai i'm sure you know shehnai so shehnai early in the morning is a very beautiful thing it will invoke in you a lot of spirituality so i took this person over there said this is the place where sharda ma lived and there was one very nice statue of sharda ma over there do you know what the priest over there did the priest he told the person to sit down and said see i am going to give you diksha initiation and he said i have to touch your breast and this priest did that it was a terrible thing why does a person have to do that there it's a holy place this person was a complete pervert i came to know after i had already gone out i didn't know about this if i would have known at that point in time i would have gone inside and bashed him up but this is not the way to do and it happened why does it happen in this kind of holy places in temples churches this is this is driven by lust a man's lust can never be controlled please understand this he might be an 80 year old person also you hefner and all that i'm sure you have heard about these people so don't don't say that the person is old things don't happen yes they do happen and they can be the biggest perverts also we don't know king aila said alas just see the extent of my delusion this goddess was embracing me and held my neck in her grip my heart was so polluted by lust that i had no idea how my life was passing so king purava says you know urvashi one of the most beautiful women in the world now she had held him and she was making love to him and with her embrace he could not think of anything in this world today people are coming with all kinds of sex robots isn't it you know how big the industry is growing at what pace it is growing and is the worst kind of industry that is there here aila is saying look at this i was completely driven by this lady and i was so lusty for her that even after many years of being with her still i was driven by this lust and i was polluted and this is how my life was passing the lady cheated me so much that i did not even see the rising or setting of the sun alas for so many years i passed my day in vain so urvashi is known for her sexual exploits by the way she is the prostitutes of the heavens okay now in heaven also they are prostitutes because see the gods over there gods means they are called demigods by the way they are not supreme god okay it doesn't require all this kind of the all the demigods over there especially people like indra dev they are driven by lust so they require this kind of people over there lusty 
So, Urvashi had cheated me so much. King Ayala is saying, she had cheated him so much. Means what? He was not able to think of any other thing except her. Full day in, day out. After he finishes one act, then he is thinking about the next when it is going to happen. You know that kind of a thought process? Why is that? That day, last, last week I told you about this man who every day he had a wife, he had his, um, you know, the boss's wife and that seven-year-old girl I told you about in Singapore. That person went to jail. I told you the story last week. Remember? Why was he driven by sex every day? Why does he have to have sex with all these people? This is completely wrong and yet he was thinking about it all the time. So, one person can literally twist the mind of another person in sexual activities. You can be driven just by lust. Today, there are so many people who are posting photographs on all these different different medias and they are saying, it is my body, I will do whatever I feel like and they don't wear clothes and they wear half naked stuff and they go for all the shows and whichever, you know, red carpets and yellow carpets and whatever carpets they want, they will go over there and they will show their parts of the body and they think that it is not driving people nuts and everybody is going nuts and they are talking about, you know, I, this is my freedom movement. What freedom movement are you talking about? Being naked is freedom, is it? I didn't know that. That is driving up the people with lust. It is instilling lust in them. Everybody wants to think nothing but sex with these people. I am not doing anything like that. But if you are wearing a plunging neckline and if you are wearing clothes which are going to be half of, I am sorry. You are definitely driving somebody's blood pressure up. Not blood pressure, you mean understand that. So, everything is driven like that. So, this is what he is saying. So, King Ayla couldn't see anything, neither the rising of the sun nor the setting of the sun. For many years passed like this, I passed my days in vain. He was only thinking and driven by that. Alas, although I am supposed to be a mighty emperor, the crown jewel of all the kings on this earth, just see how my bewilderment had rendered me to a toy animal in the hand of a woman. A woman had dry, you know, made this man completely defunct. He was only thinking of sex, 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 sex all the time. Now, by the way, I am not deriding a man over here. A woman is equally like that. Okay? Let us not say a woman is not like that. You have to think about all the different kinds of releases that they are talking about as well. So, nobody is sane. Okay? Nobody is, um, you know... Um, an angel over here. Everybody is like that only. And when I say everybody, there will be some people who will say, no, 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 I don't know these kind of things. But sir, you know about all these things, isn't it? No. Yeah, denial doesn't mean anything. It's like ostrich mentality. Okay. So let us not deny anything. Okay. Unless and until you are Vivekananda. Vivekananda was not bothered about these kind of things. <laughs> he, he was bothered about pork <laughs> and many other things. Well, he, he had that big stick office and he could go around shaking everybody up. Well, 
here King Ayla is saying, you know, this bewildered man had made me literally like a toy animal. Although I was a powerful lord with great opulence, the woman gave me up as if I was no more than an insignificant blade of grass and still naked and without shame, I followed her crying out to her like a madman. Imagine a great king, King Pururava, is running naked after a woman and saying, please, please, please imagine that. I would like you to imagine and think about it. What is he doing? As a king, you should be setting an example. And if this is an example he is setting to all his, you know, the entire kingdom, you can imagine. All the tabloids are going to run with all this news. Right? If a king is doing like that. You know, there are other kings who are like this also. Presidents, I mean. Exactly something like that, no? What happens? If a president and a prime minister is doing like this, I am sure. It's coming in all the tabloids and all, isn't it? Now, nowadays the tabloid concept is gone. It's there in literally buzzfeeds of this world, okay? <laughs> so, if you think of that, what do you do? Look at all the Jimmy Kimmel's shows and all that. What are they talking about? Same thing, isn't it? I don't know why they talk, but yet, yes, they have to speak. If the top boss is doing it, that means everybody is doing it. Why is it that there is an exception to the rule and here the king is running naked after this woman? Where are my so-called great influence, power and sovereignty? Just like an ass being kicked in the face by his she-ass, I ran after that woman who had already given me up. Urvashi had put a condition to him, okay? She had said, you know, I will give you all the pleasure in the world and then one day I will go away from here. Sir, paisa khatam. Show over. Please get out of the theatre, no? You see, after you have finished for that particular show, think you have gone to Disneyland or Disney World or something like that. After the day is over, your ticket is useless, isn't it? Unless and until you have a season pass or something like that. <laughs> then it's a different story. But if your ticket is over, that means finished. So Urvashi is like that, you know, Disneyland. And according to her, your time is over, sir. You know, do you know who I am? I am that heaven's prostitute. And you know, by the way, I have to go and serve somebody else now. Let us look at it this way. Here, the king is saying these kind of words. And Urvashi is saying, I don't want to have sex after this with you. And this king is going completely mad, bewildered. And he is calling himself like a he-ass, a donkey. You know a donkey? You have seen a donkey? And how is a donkey? The donkey is always running after the she-donkey. And wh what does he do? She gives him a kick. <laughs> and then what happens? He is still running after her. So he is exactly like the donkey. Alright? He is roaming around naked after this lady called Urvashi. Why is he doing that? Because of the sex drive. What is the use of big education or the practice of austerities and renunciation? And what is the use of studying religious scriptures, of living in solitude and silence, if after all that, one's mind is stolen by, instead of woman over here, right lust. Think about it. 
What is the use of this big education? There is no use of this education. You know, you may be a highly educated. There are MBAs, PhDs, you know, doctors, this, that, masters and God knows what. They may be teaching in the biggest of the colleges and the institutions or maybe working as, you know, great people, as scientists and whatnot. And if, even after so many qualifications. And they have, by the way, there are lots of people in this world, you know, you will find them at all religious ceremonies. Have you noticed them? They'll say, there is a Ganesh festival, you know, there is a Deepavali, there is this festival, there is that festival. Especially in uh, most of the places, they have these Arangetrams. I don't know whether it's Arangetrams and all that nonsense which people do. Have you seen? The first thing is they will do all that puja like this, you know, Saraswati Devi, Ganesha, this, that. And these idiots are going over there to look at that female over there who is dancing away. And by the way, everybody comes very nicely dressed. I have seen some pictures where the person is saying, Oh, you look so nice. Why does the person have to tap that person? Sir, can you stay far away? Little bit far, 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 far. You know, you have that police yellow tape. No, you should put a yellow tape and say, Please stay beyond this tape. <laughs> you can look at the show. But here, everybody is interested in that. These religious zealots, they are more interested in this. So they have these celebrations and for the celebration, this person who talks too much about religiosity and religion will go for these kind of places. And what do they do over there? They are hunting out their prey, you know. They actually locate and they say, oh, this is the person I should talk to. Talking is first, okay, that means first you have to melt that and then you have to go further. So, human beings, even if they are religious, even if they have knowledge about religion and scriptures, yet they are involved in all these things. What does religion teach you? What does spirituality teach you? Live in solace. Live in solitude and silence. There is no silence in their world because their mind only keeps on talking too much. Okay? There is no solitude. They are not staying alone anywhere. They want to be seen in company. Company of what? In one of the very beautiful texts that is there, Avdhud Gita, my Gurudev tells an example. This example is of a she-elephant or a, and a male elephant. That is, these are my Guru's Guru, by the way. There are 24 Gurus in this world. So, one of them is this she and he elephant. He says, to catch the he elephant, the male elephant, they dig big trenches, you know, in the jungles. And on the other side of the trench, they draw a rump, the back portion of a female elephant and keep it over there. So this male elephant, when he looks at that, he comes running towards it 
without realizing that there is a ditch over there and falls. Can you imagine a big elephant having a mighty fall bang inside? The elephant is not able to get up and that is when the hunters catch him and cut off his tusks. This is how tusk is gathered. Why was the elephant running? He saw the ass of the other elephant, you see. And this is one of my guru's guru. That means what? You don't need to do that. And that is the reason why solitude is more important because you don't have to go through this nonsense. Avoid those kind of places where you are going to come in contact, where you know very well that your mind is going to get disturbed. Why do you have to go for such kind of places? Today, you know, in this world, you may say I am a little bit, you know, person who may not approve of. No, it is nothing to do of approval, but understand one thing. Wherever there is a place where you can see the opposite sex as an object of sex. See my sentence what I am saying? Wherever you see the person as an object of sex, please avoid such places. So what are the places? Most of these shows, dance halls, dances, you name it. Swimming pools, you think swimming pools is not a place? Why do you need to do that? You want to go and swim? Go to Bali or go to some of the places in this world where you can find a lonely beach and you can take a dip in the ocean or whatever you want to. See that there is nobody around you. I mean, you are not uh, some Kardashian that there are going to be everybody clicking you all the time, okay? No cameramans around you. Uh, the type of body that we are all having, you know, I don't think any paparazzi is going to follow us. Okay, let us forget all that. So, yes, of course, in your own house, if you have a swimming pool in your house, dip over there, come on. So, basically, the idea is to avoid such kind of places and this is what he is saying over here. What is the use of the big education or the practice of austerities and renunciation? Austerities, I am a very nice person, I do this, I do that. Oh, I saw, I follow that season of Lent and in India we have that 40 days, what, what do they do? All these people who go to the temple in South India and they will wear black and all those kind of stuff. Uh, Ayapa Swami and all that kind of stuff. I don't drink. I don't look at women. I don't do this. For many days they will not do. And after that, what? First thing they will do is, after that is over, hey, chalo, chicken, mutton, khate. What do you mean by chicken and mutton you are going to eat? It is just like it is saying, you know, this is my Ramzan. Sir, my season of Lent. And after that, the moment the Lent is over, I have to go and do this. That is not correct, no? So then what is this austerity that you are practicing? You be austere, be clean, be clean, absolutely perfect, okay? Renunciation. 
See, this is more an explanation to the spiritual people. Okay, please understand this. Okay, I am not talking about the material. No material. If any material worldly person is sitting in my class, please go. Otherwise, you know, you will not like this. Is all censored talk. <laughs> so, I hope you understood this verse. It says, those who are on the path of spiritual needs to avoid all these things. And what is the use of studying religious scriptures? If you are studying religious scriptures and living that kind of a life, I don't think it is use, useful. It's worthless. And you have to sit in silence and all that. And if one woman is going to turn your mind in one direction, I think it is not correct. That is what Pururava is saying. To hell with me. Huh? You see, English language doesn't allow this word hell. Okay. But in this book, spiritual book and textbook, it says to the hell with me. Okay. Like you say in a BS. <laughs> so here Pururava is also saying the same thing. To hell with me. I am such a fool that I don't even know what was good for me. Although I arrogantly thought I was highly intelligent. Although I achieved the exalted position of a lord, I allowed myself to be conquered by a woman as if I were a bullock or a jackass. See, two words have come which, which are actually prohibited in this world. One is a jackass and the second one is hell. A religious text is telling you, 5,000 or 10,000 year old text is telling you, to the hell with me. Okay. He is calling himself a fool. Somebody who is driven by lust to that level. And he thinks that he is such a great person. You know, I am educated, I am this, I am that. Pururava is saying these things. And you see, I have achieved these exalted positions. So when you have achieved the position of a CEO of a company or a, a director or somebody like that or somebody like a vice president of a company or you have become a producer, director or something like that, a financier or in the common world also you might have become some manager or something. What is the use of that position which you might have achieved? And this position is terrible. Why? Because you have made yourself the biggest fool on earth. You have become a jackass or a bullock. So think of this. This is a very, very interesting story. It's a story of King Pururava. And this Ayla Gita is still going strong. Okay. So I will stop over here. And next week we will continue. So, as a wrap-up, I'll tell you, this is a story only of lust. No triple X over here. So, if you, if you think I'm going to get no, no, nothing like that, it's a story, okay? And it's a verbal story and you are only going to look at my face which will not drive you crazy also, don't worry. So, here the idea is, there is King Ayla over there and he is talking about how Urvashi ditched him. And what did she do? She drove him nuts, thinking only about sex. Why? Because she is the queen of sex, by the way. <laughs> she, used, she could drive Indra Dev also nuts. And here this king is running after her, naked, in front of everybody. And full day he only thinks about that. And when he is having a remorse and he says, what is the point of education and any other thing that I have done, I have become a king. I have become so educated and I have become a king and I have so much of knowledge and yet why do I fall prey to this 
silly woman she is not silly but why does why do i have to fall prey to the idea called sex and this is what we had done today thank you so have a very good day today have a good evening take care of yourself bye